It's a spoiler cast. There's no regular intro. I don't even know who I am anymore. Oh, who goes no. First? Who goes uh, second? I, you know, I'll go first. Do, 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 do. <laughs> Wait. That's not fuck. the theme at all. Dude, that's <laughs> the wrong one. What? <gasps> Jordan, don't tell me that you don't know what our theme sounds like. I was actually going for the Marvel one, like to make a joke about uh, the Marvel okay. one and not ours, but either, however you want to respond is fine. Okay, well, you try to figure out what the Marvel theme sounds like. Mm -hmm. Hi, everyone. I am Catherine Hanslath that gets cut off during her musical number. <laughs> <laughs> I am whatever Catherine Han wants me to be. <laughs> <laughs> And we are your gamer friends. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Time to shift tone very seriously and very suddenly. Much like the thing that we're about to talk about today. Uh, it's serious. Spoilers. If you did not watch WandaVision, what are you doing? What are you doing here? Agreed. I don't understand. Uh, you will be spoiled if you very listen much to so. this. Maybe you don't care. Maybe you're like Ben and Sarah and just you don't want to hear the nerds talk. Shit. That's fair. But yeah, we're going to go through the entire series. Absolutely. That sounds like it's going to be really long, but I don't have much to say about some of the episodes. I mean, a few of them. I, I, I'm nervous about recording this because I feel like some of the thoughts won't be critical enough. Not like critical as in critique, just critical as in higher level thinking. Uh huh. Part of me is like, it's Marvel, me likey. And like, I feel bad about that. I That's feel... actually a great place to start. <laughs> That's a great place to start because I've been meaning to say something. Okay. On the podcast. I've talked about this Official. on my Twitter account a little bit, mm -hmm. but I want to make it very explicit. Okay. I am aware. Yes. We are aware, <laughs> and hopefully you, dear listener, are aware mm -hmm. that the U.S. military, the U.S. military-industrial <laughs> complex, participates in the production of Marvel movies because Marvel movies use real life or, you know, 10 years ago, you know, whatever they're fucking making at Area 51 is way advanced. Yeah. Um, they're using military stuff. And if you, you want to use military stuff or talk about military stuff— the military gets to basically be an advisor on the movie. For instance, we talked about this when Captain Marvel came out. Yes. It became an ad, a literal recruitment ad for the Air Force yes. because she was an Air Force pilot. Right. That was like the trade-off. They consulted on the movie. They got to use Air Force props, and they cut a commercial for the Air Force <laughs> also. That is fucked up for so many different reasons. Yes. I bet you can imagine all of the different reasons that I <laughs> or we might think that that is a, a horrible and problematic thing. Yes. There's no qualifier, really. There's no qualifier. Like, it's not good that that happens. Yeah. No, I'm just trying to figure out where you're going with this. Well... I have found there to be a conversation about Marvel that echoes the conversations around Harry Potter pre-J.K. Rowling going full turf, which is this popular thing is bad, even though the way that it's bad might not really be any different from the way that all media is bad. <laughs> but because it's popular, we're going to take a hot-seeming shit on this in particular. Got it. 
And I will say a lot of it comes from the left because they are having principled critiques of U.S. imperialism and because they believe that Marvel movies fit into the propaganda of the U.S. imperial complex, which I agree with. Mm-hmm. That means that everyone who's really excited about WandaVision every week is a fucking idiot. <laughs> and like, there's much better art, and you're stupid and dumb or whatever. Like, that's the most extreme version of the argument. I know that right. there are people who have actual critiques, and we will have one on. We have literally had a guest slotted for over a year, specifically for when Black Widow comes out, because we were going to talk about this subject with direct reference to Black Widow Can you and believe, then also discuss the movie. Like, it's hard enough to have to wait for that movie to come out. <laughs> Can you imagine being us? Like, what we have to suffer through and what this guest has to suffer through not being able to come on. It's really terrible that we have done this to them. And um, to the listeners. It, I mean, Disney did it. But, well, <laughs> coronavirus. Disney made coronavirus. <laughs> Actually, Trump did it. <laughs> so... <laughs> Okay, anyway, that was a joke. we're getting a, a little joke. off course, but like, I want to say that I don't think that Marvel media is any worse than like Mission Impossible yeah. or Star Wars or any of that other kind of stuff in terms of the poor messaging. Right. And in fact, Captain Marvel is probably the most anti-imperialist film. Like it's pretty explicitly an allegory to real life stuff. We talked about it at length. Check out that spoiler cast. That doesn't mean that it's absolved of, you know, propping up the military. It also doesn't mean that it's any worse than the Transformers movies that propped up the military. Right. Okay. Yes. I agree. Holy qualifiers, Batman. I know. know. I'm going to do the short and sweet version of that. The Mm -hmm. little recap. Mm -hmm. I have gotten to the point now where if someone is not a Marvel fan, I kind of don't give a fuck about what they have to say. I don't care at all. Like, (laughs) and I will gladly listen to like a leftist Marvel fan critique these things. You do all the time. Yeah. Me. Right. <laughs> but I think, you know, it's it's to a point where I'm like, look, it's comic book movies. Okay. We're literally talking about comic book movies. That's where I want like the ground to be. I can't have the ground be comic book movies are bad. Can't. I can't do it anymore. I refuse. Because you know what? It's not bad. It's actually really fucking good. And <laughs> I had the time of my life watching let's WandaVision week get, to week. I loved it. Let's get into it. We have to get into it. We really we have to get we've into been, it. It's too long. Okay. Okay. Long. Okay. Okay. So we start out black and white. Yes. And we don't know what the fuck is going on. Absolutely And not. it's basically just straight sitcom for the first episode until the end. Loved it. And you're like, oh, so Vision has his powers, which yes. sparked a lot of conversation. It did because we were like, oh, this nigga is not real right now. So how does he have real powers? Speaking of Vashon, we will have to link to some of those memes in the show notes. Uh, This brings up another topic, which is Marvel fans getting overexcited and predicting a lot of stuff that didn't end up coming true even at all, even even a little bit. And I do think upon rewatch that we really got ahead of ourselves 
And it's not entirely Marvel's fault, but we'll get to that. We'll get to that. In the Pietro episode. Yes. Yes. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Thank you for sliding that in the appropriate spot. Yes. Um. Look, I love, the first two episodes were great. Uh, Catherine Hahn was amazing. Catherine Hahn was amazing. Didn't I, I said that. Should we roll the tape? Because I said, look, <laughs> Catherine Hahn is in this. I have to watch it. And she she killed it. She cleaned it out. Ate a whole buffet. She was a meal, eating a meal, giving birth to a meal. (sighs) (laughs) (laughs) I... (laughs) The meal that she's giving birth to is acting. (laughs) Because she gave birth to acting. I have to move on. This is going to be too much talk about Catherine Hahn for me to sit on that point there. Okay. We got to keep it moving. <laughs> the second episode, Homegirl gets pregnant, even though they weren't in the same bed. A bit of trivia. I found out the younger millennials, because I'm kind of, I'm a, I'm, I'm not an older millennial. I'm a middle-aged millennial. Okay. Where did I tell you something? Okay. And... I grew up watching these old black and white sitcoms on Nick at Night. Yeah. But apparently by the time you were watching Nick at Night. It was in full color. They were in full color and they were like in the, well, in the 80s. My teens, like my young years, I remember, like that's how I got uh, introduced to I Love Lucy. Which is the only reason why I think WandaVision even remotely makes sense still. Or like why I can find the humor in them matching that. I saw a lot of Zoomers who did not know what the fuck was going on. And didn't think it was funny at all. And I do think that it was a very nostalgic humor. Like, it probably wouldn't be funny if you didn't grow up seeing the tropes. Right. And, like, I w- I'm, like, very much on the cusp of that. Yeah. And I have to say, I don't think that old sitcoms are really all that good. Like, I no. don't think that they're nearly as funny. But it's also, of its time, they probably found it a lot funnier because they had less shit to worry about. Well... Watching WandaVision in these first few episodes where they follow the tropes, it's hilarious to me because it's just as bad, quote unquote, as like exactly the thing that they're and paying spot homage. on. Yeah, no, it was great. Like we talked about this already, but we realized that Elizabeth Olsen could act in WandaVision because the script was just so much better, giving her so much more material, so much range. And I also think them just making fun of the inconsistencies on her accent and stuff like that actually kind of canonized it in a little bit. Yeah, I have some... We'll get into that one, I think, a little bit later Mm -hmm. because there's a conversation that happens in, like, I think it was episode six or seven. I I think it was five or six that I think brought that home. And I have some thoughts about that because that is one point of contention I think is very Mm -hmm. Mm valid. But yeah, as far as, like, those themes, the beats, the acting, it's great. I loved it. It was really good. I also really appreciated, again, like Catherine Hahn <laughs> and what she brought to the first episodes. I think she really carried the first few episodes. Um, and it and it yeah. became clear over time that they were relying less on her because more interesting things were happening with Wanda and Vision. Mm-hmm. But at the very beginning, it is kind of slow. And you do kind of really need to be in it for the mystery that they're going to put in front of you at the end in the last five seconds. But then yeah. the third episode, we finally figure out a little bit about what is going on. They start explaining 
a little bit more about what's going on via that huge fight at the end where Wanda gets really menacing. Is that a fight even? Uh, it wasn't a fight. I mean, Homegirl just got thrown out. Tiana Paris, a.k.a. Spectrum. Although, what is she? They, they might also call her um, Photon. So, who knows? Anyway, uh, Tiana Paris got knocked out on her ass after helping Wanda deliver the twins mm-hmm. because Wanda was like, wait, what are you doing Girl, here? You're black. (laughs) (laughs) Which, that's valid. That's interesting. There were two black people in that town, right? Yes. (laughs) But by the time you got to the end, it was the Rainbow Coalition. That's true. I think that was a statement in itself. And I actually, I appreciate that. I think like, that's yep, a fair... You know what? It's black and white, but no blacks. You know what mm-hmm, I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think it's interesting, too, because Monica stuck out like a sore thumb. A sore thumb. As I was like... Black people. <laughs> <laughs> but actually... I, um, I, I knew what she was going in there to be, and so we all, again, were theorizing what was going yeah, on. Yeah. Like, why is she drinking the Kool-Aid? And then we finally understand in episode four what the deal is. But all the time in the previous episode, you're just getting hints and hints and hints. Yeah. And it was kind of, I think, driving everyone nuts. And then they really... (laughs) We're like, here is all of the explanation. Here you go. go. So we find out that S.W.O.R.D., which for those of you who are not comic fans, is basically just Space Shield. Yeah, that's how I think about it. (laughs) S.W.O.R.D. is hanging out around the bubble... Trying to figure out what's going on. At least that's what we think. Because mm-hmm. they, turns out, know what is going on the entire time. And Homegirl shows up and I think kind of just messes everything up for them. Um, because she ended up inside and ended up becoming a big player in what was going on. And kind of sniffed out the bullshit that they were trying to set Wanda up. Yeah. Even though I think the show also was kind of trying to make you think it was really just Wanda. You know, she just is maybe flipping her lid. There was a while there where my running theory was, oh, they're actually going to like turn her into a little bit of an antagonist for a bit. Yeah, we did. We, I mean, this was the episode towards the end where we see vision, like we see corpse vision. Mm-hmm. And I was like, <gasps> and then everyone was like, <gasps> we were all like, oh my God, she's animating that dead nigga's body. We really thought, we really thought that she straight up was animating a corpse. A I was fucking like, puppet. That I was is like, dark for she Disney. She is making out with a puppet <laughs> with a dead. I couldn't believe it. I could, I was disgusted. Also, because in the comics, she kind of gets pregnant with Mephisto's help. Mephisto, who's basically like the devil yeah. in the comics. That really led credence to that theory because we're like, oh, Vision is. A corpse. <laughs> like no shooters. No. You know I mean? no there are no like, electrons down there. So it was very confusing, <laughs> but we really just kept running with a lot of theories, right? That's when it started. Mm, it started I think I mean, it started it earlier, st- but it definitely that's exploded. When it really kicked yeah, off. yeah, yeah. That was the Yeah. So then we get shocked at the end of the next episode. By none other than Pietro. This is the episode where you fell out of the chair. This episode was rough. Okay. 
Because a lot of things happened. I think this is when we started realizing. I mean, you kind of got the the gist that the um, commercials had a lot to do with Wanda, but this was like the Lagos one, mm-hmm. and it was like for cleaning up messes that you just can't or something. I was like, oh, they done dragged my girl. They done tore at that, tuck at that wig. I couldn't believe it. And then also, this is a, where Wanda and Vision have a big fight towards the end, where like it like. When it broke form and like the credits are rolling and they're yelling at each other, I was like, "This is jarring." It's also Ooh. the best episode, I think, overall. Yes, the I, tension yeah. was so high. Vision is very slowly realizing that Ooh. like shit ain't sweet here, and <laughs> then that fight really escalates because he kind of accuses her of ringing the doorbell to distract from answering his question. Now, I have to say, I ended up being a little disappointed at the very end of the series, not because of what happened in the series, but because there's a very specific line in the comics that I love that Vision turns to Wanda and says, what good could possibly come from this? You were waiting all the whole series. Salivating for that line. And it never happened. We also didn't get no more mutants, but well, we'll, that we'll was talk a, about that, that at the end. Stretch. Come on now. But it was just such an intense moment, and I think showcases the ability for at least some of the MCU adjacent writers to stroke some emotional heartstrings. I feel mm. I, I was that was intense. It was it was intense. And actually, I think. Might even have been a more powerful moment than the Ultron flashbacks that everyone was, yeah. which is fine. I mean, it was great. And also, we haven't seen these two like this at all. Never. And it's just like, and well, then when you think they fought physically that one time, but that was yeah, so brief and it was like, so short. we weren't really thinking about them like that. Yeah. That was the very beginning of their relationship. And for me, you know, seeing later that the vision in Westview was like this manifestation of Wanda's and the Mind Stone anyway. Mm-hmm. And she got like a carbon copy perfect vision. It was, it was, that was vision in there. Mm-hmm. That's something. It's not even like Wanda's like, I like, I, Wanda's ideal vision is just vision. Yeah. That's beautiful to me. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. So anyway, <laughs> the fight gets interrupted by the doorbell. She opens it, and it's Pietro. Okay, pause, because when they... It was a very slow reveal. And I was like, when I saw the gray hair, I was like, why is old man Cap here? That's crazy. How did he get Prince <laughs> to come back? Why is he here? And then I was like... Peter! Peter! Yeah. I fell out. I really did. I said... He actually physically fell out. Which... We're going to talk about this decision that they done made. Because I have some thoughts. But for something like that to happen... You have to... No, no. You have to say what happened. But for y'all to bring in Evan Peters, Quicksilver, from the X-Men 20th Century Fox movies that have not up to this point been connected at all to the MCU, I couldn't believe it. Everyone really thought, okay, it's on and popping. I said multiverse. Multiverse. Mutants are coming. WandaVision is House of M. Let's go. Let's go. And I was very skeptical, I have to say. 
<laughs> first of all, I didn't even make the connection. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah that's Quicksilver. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, my God. I literally, I <laughs> fell out my chair off the couch. You know how much effort it takes to physically get up out of the couch and fall over? I was, it was shocked. very dramatic. It was very dramatic. Very dramatic. And you're sitting there like, hmm, well, they, I guess they brought Pietro back. I'm like, nigga! <laughs> nigga! That's the other one! It didn't even occur to me <laughs> until it occurred to me. And then I felt foolish and also shocked. But I really didn't buy it. I was like, no, it's Mephisto. There's no way. I was all in. There's no way that this is him. This can't be how they do it. How I was just caught on how it would have been possible for that to happen because they established very specifically, I think, and very on purpose, I think, a lot of details about Wanda's life before that episode. Yeah. They detailed how old she was. She talked very specifically about her parents. They were, I think making it very clear to folks that, like, no, Magneto is not going to show up at the end (laughs) and be like, hey, daughter, because that's not her brother. You have to understand how multiverses work in order to understand why that's not the case. I do think it's interesting that they made a Nexus being commercial because in the comics, Nexus beings are the same people in every universe. Like Wanda is a Scarlet Witch and the Scarlet Witch is in every multiverse. Peter slash Pietro is not. Like Quicksilver is not. And so- You regular nigga. Right. So it makes sense that in a different multiverse, her brother is a different age than her and a different person. Like that works. And so they still could- theoretically bring him back. There's also a prevailing rumor because Jimmy Woo made some comment throughout the series about how he has some person in witness protection in Westview, which is why he's there in the first place. And the speculation is that, oh, it actually is Quicksilver and he actually is here from a different dimension. But for whatever reason, he's doing what he's doing. I don't understand why he would act like that after... Uh, the necklace gets taken off of him at the very end, but we're jumping ahead of ourselves. Yeah. So I just wasn't convinced from the very jump that it was Peter, but there are some folks that are pretty mad that they did a bait and switch, and I and I get it. I get it. Because it, it, it took 20 years of a lot of movie going mm-hmm. for that moment to happen. Yeah. And hence why I fell out the chair. Yeah. When you think about it, she has been in these movies for a really long time, yeah. actually. Yeah. No, and like it, that moment was like arguably more shocking than Thanos actually snapping and wiping out half the universe. I agree with that because there's nothing that guarantees that something like that is going to happen. Whereas anyone who's read Infinity Gauntlet knows that Thanos is going to do someone that. Someone might snap some damn fingers, right? To stay it. Anyway, uh, you know that shit was wild, and then. Perfect timing. Malcolm in the Middle inspired episode. That was my favorite intro out of all of them. (laughs) I loved that intro. Her still with her fingers up (laughs) while she's brushing her teeth is just so good. It was so good. They really captured it. I loved it. They did. Um, I'm sure they had so much fun on that set. The twins also aged up um, in the last episode. And now they're run around in their very classic comic outfits, Mm -hmm. which was very cute. Love that nod. 
and Vision kind of walks out the door and they don't really interact until the end of the series after this. He, he, got he up left. And left. He, he was said, like, oh, I'm you so only gave me one outfit to choose from. So this is what I'm wearing. Anyway, I'm going to go and do something for my fucking self. Thanks, bitch. Like <laughs> that it was really the energy <laughs> that he was giving. He said, I have superhero things to do. I'm a superhero. I don't know what this is, but. I don't give a shit about these kids on Halloween. <laughs> I gotta get out no, of there. no. He actually did care for, about the boy. He did care about the kids, but it just was. He was done with Wanda. Mm-hmm. He said, "I'll be back." <laughs> <laughs> so this episode, um, I thought was real cute, also real spooky, uh, <laughs> because Vision at the end tries to leave the bubble, and oh, I shouldn't say bubble. I should say hexagon. Sorry, it was a hexagon. My hex. bad. He left the hexagon and uh, started to deteriorate. And I think that was the beginning of a lot of fan theories deteriorating. I I literally said, oh, this nigga is not just a puppet. No, he's not real. What the fuck is going on? It's very confusing unless you know everything. And now it's like, oh. Oh, duh. (laughs) Yeah, he doesn't exist outside of the hex so that totally makes sense but what i thought was extra fucked up was basically the way that you know the sword dude went full evil way earlier than i kind of expected <laughs> immediately everyone was like <laughs> hold the fuck oh, damn, what? like oh you're evil <laughs> cool <laughs> great <laughs> and like for the solution to be oh i guess i have to make the hex bigger instead of let me pull his ass back is extra funny to me Real interesting. Right? Like, he, like she couldn't... She was just like, well, all right. I guess not. Give him all the room to run around, I guess. Which also let Darcy, who we haven't mentioned, well, yes. into the hex. I was waiting for this next episode. To- Got it. Darcy from Thor shows up. Good for her. Doing something. Get a check. Get multiple checks. I've always wondered why they didn't bring her back. And... Yes. Uh, I, I don't know. I didn't mind her the way that some people really hate. Some her, people really do hate Darcy. Her womanhood. Yeah. Um. Some people just don't like her because they're misogynist. Some people just don't like her because she fulfills a specific trope, which you know I can't argue with. Uh, I really liked her in this, and I think this is the first time a TV show from Marvel really connect was like a really awesome connective tissue. Like we did not have moments like that in Agents of Shield. Really, like Lady Sif was in an episode. I think that's because they've never really treated it like part of the MCU. Mm. And this, from the beginning, was conceived as an an MCU adjacent thing. That's true. I I think they only made Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. just to give Coulson something to do because people liked him so much and they weren't expecting that. Mm. I mean, hell, for seven seasons, I'll take that. Yeah, you did a good job. I would love to be... A side character in an MCU movie. Put me in five fucking MCU films. On another note, since we're already <laughs> talking about Agents of Shield, I'll just say it right now: the Darkhold is a, is supposedly in it. Yes. I haven't seen all of it. Uh, so season three or four, when Ghost Rider pops up, they've got to be retconning it because apparently it doesn't look the same. So I, know. I don't I don't think that Agent Shield is considered canon anymore. <laughs> At least to Kevin Feige. <laughs> <laughs> he said, you know what? Y'all had your fun, but I never damn. <laughs> anyway, uh, the hex gets bigger. And I think this is where you want to talk about the accent thing. This is also where Wanda 
knocks her brother out. And we kind of don't see him very much again after this because no. he makes a your husband died twice joke, which is actually what happened in her perspective. So that sucks. That does suck. Um, you know, it was foul, Evan Peters, and we don't appreciate that. But yeah, no, they start arguing and he's like, well, what happened to your ex? No, she said, what happened to your accent to him? And he was like, well, what happened to yours? Um, I'm of I'm of two minds of it, I guess. One crit- criticism of the show is that it sort of erases Wanda's um, Romani Jewish uh, comic book heritage. Comic book heritage. And really just that the MCU Wanda kind of did it generally anyway. Yeah. Uh, because like, you know, she's from Sokovia and the MCU and blah, 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 blah. On one hand, I don't know if the movies ever have the time or the breath to really get into that to begin with. Like, I'm thinking about specifically how Anthony Mackie was like, oh, like, in Falcon and the Winter Soldier, we're going to talk about what it's like being a black man. And I'm like, I don't don't know know if I'm ready for y'all to do that. Because, like, Black Panther was kind of already a stretch because, like, I don't think that Black Panther <laughs> did that. I think that Black people loving Black Panther did that. I mean, part of like Killmonger, I mean, Killmonger's whole thing was like, yo, niggas is dying and y'all sitting here on fucking vibranium. What's Yeah, good? but I don't think, I thought what you were trying to say was that they talked about issues poorly. Yeah, no. Or I, I am just, like, not interested in any, like, critical race analysis through Correct. that nigga. These are, <laughs> these, are not, these are not the venue for that, I think. And I think this will come up later when we talk a little bit more about uh, how Monica was treated in this series. I don't know if any Marvel project is really handled, or any MCU project is really handled it that well. Like, Luke Cage was kind of like, I wasn't there for, like, that nigga's thoughts, really. Because they were kind of shitty. Again, <laughs> MCU to who? Because well, Kevin Feige certainly <laughs> I was like, I was wasn't thinking about that, that <laughs> okay. as canon. Yeah. Even if yeah. it officially was. Yeah. Second of all, um, I definitely think that Luke Cage was a little bit too on the respectability politics stuff. But I also think that had a lot to do with who made it. Yeah. Because, again, Negroes tiptoeing around tap dancing. Both him and the director. Yeah. Which is so frustrating because I feel like that doesn't happen in the written comics. No. Falcon, as Captain America, even says, like, this shield doesn't mean the same thing to me that it means to you. Mm -hmm. Like, a bunch of different ways. He Mm -hmm. talks about it pretty frequently. So... I hope that they are just straight up adapting some of that comic book stuff. Because if they stick to what's in the comics, then I'm okay. Because at the end of the day, I know that they are probably going to put some black woman on as the VP to try and make some kind of statement. <laughs> like, I know that they're going to do that. I know that they're going <sighs> to reach toward representation and respectability as the venue for black empowerment. I already know that, which is why I kind of don't want them to deal with it at all. Yeah. Yeah, it's not like a please don't make this political marvel. I'm like, y'all don't. The MCU specifically has not had the range for it yet. Yeah, and maybe, and maybe we'll feel differently. I would be. I would love to be surprised. I would love to be happily surprised by this. 
not that like I need like some leftist analysis either, but just like, oh, okay, like, okay, we're getting there. Yeah, we're yeah. like talking about it. So all that is just like the long version of, I think that they handled her like uh, upbringing and her backstory, her quote unquote ethnicity, I think pretty well, like in a way that I don't think we've really seen. Yeah. They basically just Eastern Europeanized her. They, yeah. they decontextualized some of the comic book stuff. I definitely understand why people were upset about that, why they wish it would have been explored more. I do think that the justification for her losing her accent over time and all that kind of stuff makes more sense, knowing yeah. that she basically grew up watching American sitcoms. And I think it was really just a brilliant way to justify the show. Clearly someone's idea was like, hey, let's just do the Vision storyline, but mm. make it sitcoms. And they figured out a way to make that work with House of M, with the other inspirations. And I think it worked really well. It was a really great idea, great concept. And um, I'm glad they were able to pull it off. Yeah. Now we've reached the episode where WandaVision became a meme. Like, <laughs> just 100% became a meme. In a lot of ways, actually. Yeah. Case of the Mondays. This was the episode that was like Modern Family, Parks and Rec, The Office. Yeah. The intro I thought was also really cute where they basically put all of the single cam, no laugh track sitcoms kind of together. Yeah. Um, Vision is not there because he's with Darcy. <laughs> just... Cheating. Learning. No, I'm kidding. He's learning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's been going on? And she's just like, I don't know what the fuck is going on here. I've lost control. And yeah. Agatha comes over, takes the kids to her house, and she's like, uh, she's crazy, which I loved her in this episode. <laughs> this was like the most they've given her to do since the beginning of the show. Yeah. And again, she just shines in every single episode that she's featured in. I just love her so much. Mm-hmm. Um, and then yet again, the speculation train came to a grinding halt. No Reed Richards. No Reed Richards, just some character. Unnamed black woman. <laughs> uh, but Homegirl got her powers. Yes. It was real cute. It was very cute. Quicker than what I thought. I actually didn't think she was going to get powers in this series. Mm. I thought we were going to have to wait for Captain Marvel, too. Fair enough. I kind of expected her to just because how else was she going to be in space? Although I wasn't expecting them to insert sword until Captain Marvel 2. And I also assumed that Nick Fury would be the founder of sword. So the fact that they kind of set him up to be almost adversarial, kind of, or like still shadowy thing at the very end, which we'll get to. Anyway... Noah Reed Richards, that was when I was kind of like, okay, I need to readjust my perspective. I was still 100% like, how could Stephen Strange not show up at the end? (laughs) You were ready. I just assumed that Stephen Strange was going to show up and again, was super wrong. But I, I enjoyed this episode a lot. I think that they really nailed the sitcom trope again, yeah. of the, the two-camera thing. And of course, this is where we get the uh, brilliant, impeccable, amazing Insert Lady Gaga video here. Like, <laughs> incredible Agatha all along. The face she makes after she turns around the first time is seared into my memory. No, it's good. It's good stuff. 
it is the best face that anyone's ever made. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Kevin Hahn, you can stay in my attic during the war. <sighs> I'll save Kevin Hahn. Oh my God. I will. I'm okay with that. I've, I have nothing to add. I hope she has never said the N word. <sighs> She's a comedian. <laughs> <sighs> Whatever. It's just incredible. <sighs> I want to play it, but Cedric won't let me because of copyright or something. But whatever. Yeah, no, absolutely not. I mean, you could play, but we'd have to talk about it. And like, who would want to? I just, We're talking. This is criticism. This is, this is loose. Very loose. You had it queued up, ready to go. No. Okay. Good. I was like, <laughs> like staring at your phone. Like, what's good over there? Yeah. No. I mean, it was interesting because for Monica, because like, I think this is like the first episode where she really has something to do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which we'll get to that later. So like, right after we watched that episode, literally YouTube was like, "Oh, you want to learn about Monica Rambeau?" And the video that we watched was from, what was it, Comic Books Explained? Comic Books Explained, where this, which was years ago, was like, is Monica Rambeau too powerful for the MCU? And I know you specifically were like, well, they're going to put her in here, but they're, they're going to be, she's going to be as powerful? Right. Because, like, if Monica Rambeau exists, well, had her powers by the time that Infinity War happened, Thanos' whole arm is getting thrown off. Correct. There's no, there's no snap. There's no snap because there's no arm. <laughs> like, that's how powerful she is. And I can't wait to see her beat the fuck out of Brie Larson. She is going to beat the fuck out of Brie Larson. 100%. 100%. I'm here for it. I'm ready for it. I'm so here for it. But yeah, no. I mean, we'll get into it a little bit later because I think the most important Monica scene happens in the very last episode. But man, we were worried. This is also the first time where they have an end credit scene and it's just Monica discovering... The creepy basement that Agatha was like, yeah. Rooms, Wanda. Rooms. <laughs> <laughs> I love her. The next episode is my favorite episode, even oh. if I don't think it's necessarily the best episode. Wow. Spoken like a true critic. <laughs> it's just the full backstory. Yeah. Again, if you've watched all the movies, they're describing things that they've talked about in previous films. Yeah. And you're watching it happen. It's great. The, the payoff is wonderful. Yeah. The continuity. Um, just hats off to Kevin Feige specifically. <laughs> now, here's a question. Do you think that the Mind Stone and like her, seeing her image in the Mind Stone, do you think that was a retcon? No, I don't think it's a retcon. I, we didn't know how it worked with her. We didn't. But was that the point? You think they were like waiting on that one? Uh, I think they were keeping their options open. Mm. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. Because weren't the negotiations must have been happening. Yeah. I'm like, to introduce that character so soon. And then, but, and then to get this origin, I'm like, oh shit. And Feige said they're like five to six years ahead. I hate it. So five to six years ahead of Ultron is not that long ago. Right. So maybe they did do it on purpose, but either way, um, I don't think it's a retcon. I think it was more of a nod to comic book people and the Nexus being thing. Mm-hmm. Like the fact that the Scarlet Witch is kind of an entity the way that Phoenix is an entity. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I just thoroughly enjoyed this episode. I think it also is the most well acted. It also became memefied because 
People were quoting the vision line about love, and then that's when the hatred really started pouring in from yeah, people, people who were <laughs> soulless and just. I think it was like one person who was like, "Wow, every, this that's do you hear that sound? That's the sound of every screenwriter in the world whispering fuck underneath their breath, like it because it was so good." Mm-hmm. And everyone was like, "This is garbage," and then fighting happened. <laughs> I just don't understand that instinct to be like, "Wow, someone really likes this thing." I have to make sure that they know that it's garbage. I think it's because it was such a grand statement, which it is. Uh, but oh, is hyperbole new to Twitter? Oh, you'd think. Are we not allowed to exaggerate on Twitter anymore? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think there was a little bit of uh, sarcasm in the per- whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, I really like that. I think, if anything, this show really uh, exemplifies how Ultron was underutilized. Underutilized by Joss Whedon. Ruined by Joss Whedon. And we owe more. We owe more. to the- I would say that like Age of Ultron is like the 808s and heartbreak of the MCU. Does that make sense? Mm, okay. Not the best, but it definitely was a turning point in more ways than maybe we like to. In more ways that we can now acknowledge because we see it a little bit better. Okay. Yeezus, I think, is actually the one for me that does that because the turn then was into unbearable, unlistenable garbage, in my opinion. No, I'm saying 808s and Heartbreak came, after that came My Beautiful Darkness of Fantasy, which to me is Endgame and Infinity War. Oh, I see what you... You know okay. what I mean? Like in the... In the okay, okay. So like, I, I hope we don't have a Yeezus moment Please. in the MCU because... I don't think my heart could take it. No, that would be very sad. I would be so sad. But they're rolling the dice a lot in the next few years. They are. All right, how about this? How about a better better example? Beyonce's four. Okay, okay. Turning point. Uh-huh, Turning uh-huh. Point. Yes. I'm on board with that. Yep. I'm on board with that. You look back at, you like four it has some great stuff. It's still a great album, but you look back, you're like, oh, I get it The now. best is yet to come. Yes, absolutely. 100%. Absolutely. Okay, and it, we get it. That needed to happen. Four needed to happen. Yeah. Ultron really is formative in a lot of ways. Like it's really yeah. important. And when you when you think about what it set up, uh, it, it set up decades of stuff. Seemingly, it's been a while, and we're still dealing with the repercussions. Right. I am also really happy they introduced White Vision. White Vision um, is another comic book nod. This basically happens. Vision comes back to life, but he doesn't have his personality. Because in the comics, his personality is based on someone who was alive at that point. And so right. he was like, oh, okay. Can you go find another personality, please? <laughs> so I, I like that they're giving Paul Bendy something to do and that he's not gone. Like, he's 100% going to be back and play some instrumental role in some future film. Like, obviously. Yeah, me, yeah. But yeah, I just give my hats off to uh, this episode. The final episode, the series finale, which they made very, like, series. There's no second it, season it, of it, there's no what, what other sitcoms are there for us to <laughs> emulate here? Um, it was definitely a spectacle. Kevin Feige said spectacle. Kevin Feige said normal comic book ending, which I think ruffled some feathers. And I feel bad because I feel like this whole, I feel like a lot of what I'm saying specifically is like in defense of, and I just want to make it clear that it's not. But I will say we had, you know, seven, arguably eight episodes of not normal superhero shit 
Yeah. I'm fine with the last episode being normal superhero shit. And also, what the fuck else was they going to do? I also disagree with the premise. Kind of like, okay, floating in the air, throwing balls of energy at each other. Sure. I get it. I get the critique. Yeah. In context, she's setting up runes in the hexagon because of what, you know, like, yeah, like Dr. it Strange actually works out really like, well. Yeah, Dormammu's all CGI or whatever. Right. And also, like, how he beat Dormammu was, like, cool. And after the fighting, Vision was like, okay, we're in a library now. Can we think about this for a Can second? Can we civilize? And the other Vision was like, yeah, bet. Why don't you tell me some more, nigga? And that was a great... Oh, that doesn't work because it's white vision. I'm so sorry. (laughs) (laughs) And it's also great because it's a very vision way to defeat an enemy. Yeah, I was totally here for it. It was like, well, if I'm the ship and you're the broken ship and the memories of the ship and and shit, I was, yeah, I was like, fuck yeah, Archimedes ship, whoever the fuck ship it was. It was dope. I liked it. I liked it. I liked the ending much better the second time. The first time, I was kind of like grappling with my disappointment that Stephen Strange <laughs> wasn't in it. Or Reed Richards. And when I heard that ding-a-ling-a-ling at the end, that kind of sounded like Doctor Strange because it was actually just Doctor Strange's theme. At the time, I didn't realize it was actually just that. Oh, that's funny. Um, I was like, oh my God, Doctor Strange is about to show up. You were waiting in that post credit scene like, oh, I was, I was like, oh, there must be another one. And then there was. And I was like, oh, Doctor Strange. No, there was no Doctor Strange. No Doctor Strange. I decided from that moment on, I will not be reading message boards or recrafting. Isn't that funny? Isn't that, you were really like, I am going to analyze the fuck out of every episode along with the collective internet. And I was like, I'm just going to let this wash over me. <laughs> And look, look, I got, no, I'm not going to lie. I did get caught up and I'm mad that I let, I let the community catch me up. I'm definitely not letting it happen for Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yeah, no. I'm just going to watch it. And it it should also be a little more straightforward. It's just fucking beating people up. Beating (laughs) people up and examining what it's like being black in America. I'm not ready for that. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I, I just thoroughly enjoyed it. I, so appreciate that they Loki'd Agnes and they didn't just kill her or she died in some whatever. No, yeah, she's coming back. She's clearly coming back. Love that. I love that for Catherine Hahn. I love that for us. I love that for us. I love that for Catherine Hahn's bank account. Like, good for her. And I really thought that the ending was beautiful. I think that it's wonderful that she was confronted, that she really had to face the pain and the harm that she caused, mm-hmm. whether or not she responded appropriately, is... No, she's like, well, it's time for me to fly away. Yeah, she was like, I don't go feel like dealing with head. any accountability. Which... So I'm just going to go, okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have problems with that. Mm-hmm. Like, she owes them reparations for sure. <laughs> um, yeah. And also, I'm I'm happy that she's figuring her shit out. And finally deciding to read a book about what might be going on with her, even if it is the Dark Hold. I know <laughs> that's one thing. I someone made this point, I don't remember who, but it was just like, so all this magic is just getting thrown around in some random town in New Jersey, like what, 50, 100 miles away from Doctor Strange? Exactly. And he's just like, hmm. He did not a care in the world. So maybe see, here I go theorizing. There you go. I don't know why Doctor Strange wasn't there. I guess I'll find out. Period. 
And if they don't address it, then I'll actually be mad. All right, we gotta address we gotta address the black woman jumping in front of these white women's kids. Um, it's interesting because for me, that was like Monica's like superhero moment. The yes. moment when the superhero is like, oh, these are my powers? Cool. And like, there's always a moment. Always a moment. Like I think about Sam Raimi's Spider-Man and where he does the on the tray. Yes. That's just, that's the moment. It was very funny when that happened. I think we but we both got excited because we're like, oh shit, she is Omega. Yeah, they're making her powerful. Yes. And like not skimming it down, not like And that was uh, all I was thinking about. I just was like, oh shit, we actually we have Monica Rambo. She is going to she has tear Brie Larson's arm off in Captain Marvel <laughs> 2. I can't wait. <laughs> Um, so it wasn't until I was on Twitter the next day where people were like, this don't look that good. It in no way evoked any similarity to any recent events to me that it even crossed my mind until I saw it on Twitter the next day. It really didn't. I was so excited. And like, and I get it. Don't get me wrong. I absolutely get it. Yeah, we have like a bulletproof. Black superhero. Monica Rambeau is more than just a bulletproof black superhero. Bulletproof is the most simplistic way of putting what happened to her. But I understand if you don't know what her powers are. Yeah. Which, by the way, for people who might not know what her powers are, she can just manipulate any form of energy on the electromagnetic spectrum. And I do mean electromagnetic because... That is how light works. And so, like, Magneto is no problem for her, for instance. Right. Because she'd be like, shut up and, and like, move him away. <laughs> like, Infinity she controls. Stones, not a problem. Yeah, she controls energy itself. Agatha's, like, her eyes lit up when he, she took off the necklace from Ralph Boner. Yes, <laughs> Ralph Boner. I wasn't even going to address it. <laughs> because I, I think it, it's funny. I, I'll address it later. I'll think about it some more and address it later. Um, Or, like, when Wanda bashes her up against the head the second time. She's like, oh, wait, hold up. That didn't hurt as much. What's good? So, like, I don't know. I don't... (sighs) Does she have to do that? Does she have to be there? No. And also, what are you going to do? Not step in front of the kids? She couldn't have fought Agatha. She couldn't have fought Vision. Not because she couldn't have, but because it made sense for Vision to fight White Vision. Right. Vision. (laughs) <laughs> I didn't uh it it just didn't register to me and also those are kids. It would maybe be a little bit different. They were like all asses and like had their full ass powers. I, to me. You, I, sure. Like even, they were like maybe teenagers and had a full understanding of what they could do. I just don't think that many of us would sit by and let white children get shot. And it kind of brings me back to that Twitter drama from a few years ago where that woman made fun of some dad who, I guess, let his child swim in a lake or a canal in Florida where there was a sign about alligators. And she was like, this is just like white men to ignore blah, 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 blah. So 
you should just let him shoot those kids? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, why are we not talking about him shooting, shooting kids? children? I think that's what I was thinking about. Like, oh my god, he's about he's to about shoot, shoot the kids. kids! Thank God, Monica Rambeau was there to stop them. Like. I was just not thinking about it as if it was Rosa Parks jumping in front of me. (laughs) (laughs) I just, ah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This is not what I was thinking about. And like, look, we cannot take Monica. We can't look at Monica and She's not your nanny. Well, yeah, but she's black. So like, I, I get it. It's hard because it's not, it's not, it's not a Luke Cage situation either. Let me see her in Captain Marvel 2 jumping in front of Beams of Light to protect Carol Danvers and then let's have a conversation about how Marvel's <laughs> treating black women. I think that the few, very few, very few black women that have been involved have all been treated really well, in my opinion. I mean, on ask, screen, ask I can't speak Woodard. About it. She got two paychecks. She got two paychecks and she got to be two different people. That's crazy. And that's how you know the MCU on Netflix was not. Does, does it count? No. Um, are you, well, you, you already know Mahershala Ali. Being oh, yeah. <laughs> They're really mining that show and won't give that man a check. No. Won't give the titular Luke Cage a check. Probably because of that dumb shit he was saying. He was saying a lot of dumb shit. Anyway, to close the loop here. Um, again, it's like it brings up the Falcon thing. It's like, or the Wanda thing. It's like, do I want y'all to talk about Monica's race? Really? Right. Uh-huh. Like, me, at what I, point is Falcon going to save Winter Soldier? Because that's inevitably going to happen. Yeah. But is it going to be a, like, racial thing? I hope, I not. hope not. I pray to God not. I don't have time for a Wait cop a to be talking about Black Lives Matter to me. Because <clears throat> superheroes are cops. Let's not forget. Because Bucky was frozen, too. Do you think he had to unlearn racism? Absolutely. Cap was racist, too. Nick Fury walked up. He said, who put you in charge? <laughs> Tell me Captain fucking America's not a racist. Shut the hell up. This man frozen <laughs> during segregation. <laughs> Oh my god. Look, niggas have eye patches. <laughs> niggas have eye patches now. I need you, I need you to stop. I need you to, I can't I can't finish. <sighs> all, we'll that to, all that to say, Whew. I'm excited to have Monica Rambo part of the MCU. I'm excited for a black woman who can rip Thanos' arm off if he decides to come back. You know? And Tiana Pierce did a great job. She was Fabulous. Phenomenal. I loved her. I was so excited this year, and she was great. She was great. She was great. I mean, you know. Just, you know, if you're going to jump in front of white kids, make sure they ain't got superpowers first, you know? In case that's, like, her thing. She's stepping in front of white kids. <laughs> Pick the right white kids. <laughs> I, I don't know. This is so reductive to me. I'm just... I can't even yeah. take the argument seriously. It's... it's yeah. I, I do find it reductive, but it's like part of it's. It's not wrong, which is why I, I if I was like, ugh, this isn't worth talking about, I wouldn't talk about it. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I do want to like give uh, credence to like white people 
you know, had that reaction to it because it's it's understandable. White people had this reaction. Why people? I'm sorry. Oh, <laughs> I was like, I extra don't care now. <laughs> oh my god! I think it's time. Is it time we, we wrap up? We, we have, have to, go. to go. We have to go. Jeez. <laughs> we'll have a regular episode for y'all next week. <laughs> Peace out. Peace. I mean, you know, rate, subscribe, and review all that, and. I think I think that's yeah, that's a wrap. That's a wrap. We love you, WandaVision. It was great. It was a great. Oh shit, we didn't talk about the end credits scenes. Well, I think this is a fitting place to talk about them <laughs> after the after the music. After you um, say goodbye. Yeah. Um yeah, so Monica's gonna go to space she and is. beat up Carol. Yes. Hopefully she will not just be black best friend. <sighs> That's Nick Fury's job. <laughs> Well, technically, if he's a scroll, is he black? Is 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 the ship Nick Fury? Is the ship black if it's a scroll? Is the memories of the ship scroll? If is it? I hate everything about that. Archimedes scroll and <laughs> Wanda hurt her kids within some. She was doing some something. Kind of shit. She was astral projecting like a motherfucker. Watch Doctor Strange be in a nap. Also <laughs> astral project because at least she can make herself some tea. Yeah. And he's going to be astral projecting while he's taking a nap and be like, hold the fuck up. I need to wake up for this. (laughs) Wait a goddamn minute. This don't make no sense. What's going on here? They really didn't give us any more info, though. They really didn't. That's all. That's all. That's all I got. (laughs) Copy, copyright, copyright.